بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I apologize if there's a little bit of background noise uh, we're recording tonight's majlis uh, in a car ride home from uh, Moline which is a small town on the uh, western border of Illinois with uh, with uh, uh, Iowa on the banks of the Mississippi River I believe um, where we went to raise money for the orphans of Gaza may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give them help and help to all of those who are suffering in the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. so we continue uh, the the story of the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that Hazrat Sheikh Sheikh al Hadith Mohan Zakaria rahimahullah taala wrote in his Tazkira Mashaykh Chisht, and we leave off with a description of the experience of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in receiving the first parts of revelation of Wahi. And Hazrat Sheikh continues, he says, There is a difference of opinion regarding the month and exact date. Uh, was it Ramadan in which he received the first revelation or Rabi al Awal? He says, The author of Majma al Bihar, uh, 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 he narrates five versions or five different opinions with regards to the date of when. Iqra was re- received by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The angel Sayyidina Jibril alayhi salam instructed him sallallahu alaihi wasallam to uh, recite the inscription, which Hazrat Shaykh said in in the in the the majlis we recorded yesterday was written on a uh, silk uh, parchment, uh, not parchment, silk uh, 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 piece of cloth. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam responded that he was unable to recite. Uh, the angel Jibreel salam, embraced him with such force which made him perspire profusely. The embrace of the angel Jibreel caused him much stress. The angel again instructed him to recite. Rasulullah again declared his inability to read. The angel once again embraced him. This process was repeated three times. On the fourth occasion, when instructed to read, uh, Sayyidina Rasulullah recited fluently. The commentators have tendered a variety of reasons for the angel's embrace. However, in his tafsir, Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz uh, presents a subtle interpretation. He says that the purpose of the embrace was to transfer angelic ability and power to the Messenger of Allah. Regarding such a transference of spiritual and celestial energy and ability, the Mashaykh uh, 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 have given a name to this process and it's known as Tawajjuh. Tawajjuh means literally to uh, cast concentration uh, uh, from, from, from one to another. So, uh, Shah Abdul Aziz mentions that there are four different types of Tawajjuh of the casting and transferring of spiritual energy and ability. The first one is uh, meaning the tawajjuh of reflection. An example of this type of tawajjuh is uh, that of a person who has applied an abundance of perfume. His fragrance transfers to the gathering in which he happens to be. However, the effect of this fragrance will remain as long as he is present in the gathering. This is therefore the weakest form of tawajjuh. 
that certain people, when you're in their physical presence or in their presence in the world of meanings, uh, their spirituality has an effect on you. But once that presence is removed, uh, that spirituality goes away. And people have experienced this before uh, in the in the in the masjid or in the um, in the in the presence of certain uh, people of. Uh, that Allah Ta'ala has blessed uh, that when you're in their presence you feel a certain way and then when you're gone from them uh, that's removed the second type of tawajjuh is uh, al-ilqa'i uh, the, ins- the inspirational tawajjuh and its example is like a person preparing a lamp for lighting he cleans the lamp and fills it with oil and lights it this type has a greater efficacy than the first type uh, the effect ha- even remains after the departure of the one who uh, affected the tawajjuh just like the lamp still burns after the one who lit the lamp leaves however uh, a slight impediment may terminate it meaning that if that light is blown out then it, it can go away the third type of tawajjuh is islahi or reformatory this is like a huge mass of water having accumulated in a place and a pathway is dug for the water the flow of water along its course will wash away slight obstacles but if the course is blocked off uh, at some place the flow of water down course will also be blocked this is uh, a stronger type than the first two uh, and the fourth type of tawajjuh is al-ittihadi, the tawajjuh of unification. In this type of tawajjuh, the shaykh diffuses his ruh into the ruh of the uh, disciple to such a degree that both of the souls uh, 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 start to take on the same character. It is quite obvious that this is the form of ta- this form of tawajjuh is the strongest. And as a result of the unification of the two souls, the disciple is not in need uh, of repeatedly seeking spiritual gain. The Sufiya regard this form of tawajjuh to be of great importance although its incidence is quite rare the episode of uh, Hazrat Khaja Baqi Billah is, uh, uh, is famous in this regard Khaja Baqi Billah is the uh, 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 Sheikh uh, Sheikh Abdul Baqi uh, the Sheikh of the Mujaddid Al-Thani uh, who is uh, uh, whose name was Ahmad Sarhindi Qaddasallahu Sirrahu who was the, the, the great Qutb of the, the, the Tariqah of the Naqshbandis um, and who uh, the entire tariqa is is transmitted through him in the east or in the west. Uh, all of it, uh, all of it goes through him. Whatever extent uh, uh, branches of the the tariqa that are there, to my knowledge, Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz has narrated that once several guests were by Hazrat Baqi Billah, and there was nothing by way of food in his home. With this concern, uh, he came out of the house, and nearby there was a bakery. When the baker learned of the arrival of the guests, he presented some elaborately prepared food. Out of sheer elation, Hazrat said to the baker, ask whatever you wish for. So this is also, uh, mashallah, uh, uh, aside from the the stories of great spiritual uh, doings, uh, many of which perhaps we can't relate to uh, or will take on somewhat of a fantastical uh, uh, element uh, for those who haven't uh, kept the company of such people. Uh, one thing that we can all understand is look at the preoccupation of the sheikh with a simple sunnah of honoring guests, uh, or what we consider a simple sunnah at any rate, but uh, some uh, something that has great barakah in it as well, that you, you know, that it's a matter of happiness that someone should come to your house and eat your food, and uh, that you should honor them. Uh, not a matter of burden, which is uh, unfortunately after our people have taken the 
uh, taken the ways of the Farangi and, and replaced the ways of Deen and the ways of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that's how people uh, tend to see each other and treat each other nowadays but khair Khaja uh, Baqi uh, Billah had nothing to eat in the house and so he left to go get some food for his uh, guests and uh, uh, when when he went to the bakery the baker uh, uh, sent some elaborately prepared food to his house that Khaja could have uh, something for his guest to eat out of sheer elation Hazrat said to the baker ask whatever you wish for the baker replied make me like you and the sheikh replied you will not be able to bear it but the baker insisted that he be made like the sheikh after refusing several times the adamance of the baker finally prevailed uh, Khaja took the baker into his room and cast the tawajjuh ittihadi, the, the, the fourth type, the strongest type, uh, the tawajjuh of unification on him. When he emerged from the room, the tawajjuh had permeated even his external appearance. The baker, his appearance was identical to that of Khaja. However, uh, 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 the difference was that Khaja's alertness uh, and consciousness uh, was still... Uh, was still uh, intact, whereas the baker was in the in a state of uh, uh, semi-consciousness. Uh, he was not completely about himself. On the third day, uh, while in this state of semi-consciousness, the baker died. May Allah Taala have mercy on him. So, what was it that the baker had insisted that that Khaja give him uh, uh, his state, and he couldn't bear it? Which is another, I mean, it's another mercy as well. This is one of the reasons that uh, sometimes we, we read these uh, stories of the mashayikh and the awliya or of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the sahaba radiallahu anhum. And in our wish to be like them, uh, uh, you know, we kind of try to jump the gun and do things that are beyond our abilities. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of this path which is kind of don't try this at home uh, type of stuff until you have a, a, a put in a significant part of your life building up the capacity and the stamina be, to be able to to carry some of these uh, spiritual states that are described uh, uh, in the books uh, it's not a it's not a good thing to try to take them on uh, rather it's like a, you know a small child if you hand a small child a bar with you know a thousand pounds of weight on it it will probably just end up crushing the, the child uh, and harming the child breaking his back perhaps killing him or, or maiming him whereas the uh, uh, the the trained athlete who has been working out for years uh, for them you know they may be able to carry double that weight it was this type of tawajjuh uh, ittihadi which Sayyidina Jibreel salam, cast on the Messenger of Allah وسلم, with his embrace. However, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was already spiritually fortified, hence had the ability to absorb the tawajjuh of Sayyidina Jibreel. Salam. Nevertheless, the angels repeated embrace. Nevertheless, the, the angels uh, repeated embrace. Uh, made him feverish. Upon reaching home, he exclaimed to say the Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, uh, wrap me up, wrap me up. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was literally uh, 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 in a cold sweat alayhi salatu wasallam from the difficulty of this, this experience. After regaining his composure, he narrated this uh, uh, experience uh, in the cave uh, to her and he added that he feared for his life sallallahu alaihi wasallam say the khadija radiyallahu anha having heard of such occurrences from her uh, 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 
uncle Warakat ibn Nawfal was expecting some supernatural enactment in regard to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is something that the, the ulama of, 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 of Sirah, they mentioned regarding Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, that she had actually, uh, she had actually anticipated um, something great from the Messenger of Allah and that's in fact why she hired him in the first place and why she asked him to marry her. Um, that uh, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha uh, heard the stories from Waraka, her uncle, who was uh, learned in the scriptures of the Jews and the Christians that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of the Akhir zaman was to appear uh, uh, amongst the Arabs and, uh, and she herself uh, saw the signs in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, uh, she was expecting to see something like this and so this was something that she she actually was not surprised by uh, she therefore consoled him saying you're the one who is uh, 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 you're the one who is kind to kind to thee uh, uh, those people who have nothing you're merciful to the widows you always speak the truth you're the one who uh, 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 you're the one who gives hospitality to the guest and you're the one to you're the one when who somebody stands for the truth whoever stands for the truth it's uh it's just the way things are that that person will always be uh, hammered at by others and will always be uh, uh, shown difficulty and shown spite by people even though one would think that the one who stands with the truth should be honored but unfortunately that's rarely the case so that when somebody gets hammered for standing with the truth you're the one who stands with him you're the one who doesn't uh, leave his side um, Allah Ta'ala Wallahi ma yukhzik Allahu abadan because of these things Allah Ta'ala by Allah Allah would never uh, would never would never humiliate you so everyone is aware of your beautiful qualities and high moral character your hospitality your concern for the poor uh, all of these things will always show great results therefore fear not Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha then went to Waraka radiallahu anhu and described the whole event to him. Waraka was an expert in the, uh, in the in the scriptures of the Jews and Christians. When he heard the story, he claimed, Quddusun Quddus, uh, Allah the Most Holy, Allah the Most Holy, this is the same Namus that would come to uh, Sayyidah Musa alayhi salam. This is the same spirit-bearing revelation that would come to Sayyidah Musa alayhi salam. Waraka then heard Sayyidah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam recount the whole episode, kissing the Mubarak forehead of the most noble Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Waraka said, fear not, the mantle of prophethood has been conferred to you you are the uh, prophet mentioned in the heavenly scriptures and i wish i would have had life long enough to aid you and be young and able to in order to aid you at the time when your people will will uh, turn you out in surprise the messenger of allah sallallahu said my people will turn me out waraka radiyallahu anhu said yes whenever a nabi came with uh, the oneness of allah and with a messenger with a message uh, he always is confronted initially with hatred and later when these words of Waraka uh, عنه, materialized, uh, things happened just like he predicted. Initially the Messenger of Allah وسلم, propagated Tawheed in secret. He propagated the doctrine of the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in secret. But when he increased his uh, activities day by day of spreading the message, 
the kuffar of Mecca became hostile to him. As the nascent uh, movement uh, of divine unity gained followers, the flames of envy and hatred of the kuffar gained further impetus. Although Abu Talib, uh, the uncle of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would aid the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the kuffar did not refrain from hostility and the infliction of hardships and persecution on him. Being extremely few in number, the Muslims performed their acts of worship initially in secret. Whenever a kafir would see the Muslims engaging in an act of worship, he would mock, jeer, and even resort to violence. Abu Sufyan, the chief of Banu Umayyah, uh, was an implacable foe of the Muslims. He inflicted severe tortures on uh, those who entered the fold of Islam. They would be laid on the hottest of desert sands with heavy boulders placed on their chests. Under such torture they were given the choice of renouncing Islam and to worship idols or to take the road of gruesome death. For three years the Messenger of Allah وسلم, sustained the uh, mission of spreading this message in secrecy, in secrecy and under persecution. They continued to worship Allah Most High uh, uh, in concealment. Uh, and after three years, uh, Allah Ta'ala revealed the noble verse of his book, uh, Warn uh, your close relatives. Although he was apprehensive on account of the rebellion of his nation, he had to execute the command of Allah Most High. He therefore made arrangements for uh, uh, for uh, a, 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 a party or a gathering uh, to be thrown for his uh, relatives. He thus invited all of his relatives. On the first occasion, there was no need to utter a word. The fact that a very small quantity of food sufficed for 40 people was a sufficient eye-opener and an indication of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's rank and uh, uh, his uh, rank with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This miraculous display should have served to create a relationship uh, with the deen brought by him but on the contrary, Abu Lahab, the, the brother of the Prophet Sallallahu father, taking uh, all with him, mocked uh, 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 that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had bewitched the food. A'udhu Billah. That the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam showed them a manifest sign and he just made a joke out of it. That, uh, look, he's bewitched the food. Uh, and this is something also for us to remember that, uh, 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 I guess two things. One is that, People oftentimes, they have a predilection for miracles and miraculous events. And uh, what a miracle does is it doesn't teach you what the truth is. The truth is known by its own signs. What a miracle does is it increases the, the, uh, the liability for the person who witnesses it that their responsibility in front of Allah Ta'ala increases. And so the ones who Allah loves, He shows them, uh, uh, he shows them the way of the truth without miracles. And uh, they do great good and they have very little liability. And the one who Allah Ta'ala hates, He'll show him the miracle and also then make him, uh, uh, make him uh, uh, not have the tawfiq to uh, uh, to discharge the responsibility of having seen that miracle uh, and that increases their liability and responsibility and everybody else is in the middle uh, everybody else is in the middle the best of people don't need to see supernatural events in order to know the truth is the truth uh, and so you see that this is Abu Lahab who is a man so horrible there's actually literally a, 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 a surah of the Quran that lampoons him and his wife 
and uh, that's what he does uh, is that he just mocks it and uh, you know anyone who knows me personally knows that uh, I, I, I love to laugh and I love to tell jokes but some things just aren't funny it's not worth it to joke about some things the Dean don't make a joke out of it don't make a joke out of the Sunnah of the Prophet you make jokes about other stuff but uh, uh, don't don't mock something about the deen of Allah Ta'ala lest iman be stolen from you and lest you also not only be the person who yourself uh, has no uh, faith inside of you but you also then pull other people away from faith because of having made light out of something that was uh, so important he invited them again a second time the chiefs of Quraysh were invited after meals the messenger of Allah وسلم, presented his message in the most affectionate manner he exhorted them to accept the belief in Tawheed and the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, 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 renounce shirk or renounce the worship of idols but the unfortunate Abu Lahab mockingly said to Abu Talib Oh Abu Talib this nephew of yours who is more beloved to you than your own children says that we should obey him and become his followers so saying they all mocked and left on this occasion uh, the reverse was revealed uh, 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 rever the verse was revealed uh, 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 be steadfast in what you have been commanded to do that uh, 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 you should be steadfast in what you have commanded to do that don't take these people's mockery and and whatnot فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتْ that don't take these people's mockery as a matter of uh, something to demotivate you or uh, you know be a matter of disillusion uh, this ayah commanded the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam henceforth to uh, uh, embark on spreading his message publicly hence he went to Mount Safa uh, for those of you who remember Safa and Marwa uh, the two uh, hillocks that are uh, that are adjacent to the Kaaba uh, and uh, he called all of the Kuffar of Mecca by their uh, uh, names tribe by tribe clan by clan according to the customs of the Arabs uh, they all gathered the messenger of Allah وسلم, first asked if I say that there is an enemy about to attack you and is hiding behind this mountain, would you believe me? They all replied that they would believe him because they never knew him to speak lies. Then he warned them of Allah's punishment. The kuffar who had a minute ago acknowledged his truth and honesty began mocking him. In a fit of rage, Abu Lahab said, Tabbalaka, may you be destroyed. Have you gathered us for this? Alihada jama'atana. Uh, the gathering then dispersed. Uh, and this is this is the 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 word for which uh, uh, Allah Taala will uh, uh, will eternally chastise uh, Abu Lahab. Tabbat yada Abi Lahab yuwatab. That may the hands of Abu Lahab uh, perish and be perished. Uh, the gathering then dispersed at every conceivable place obstacles were put in his path he had to face hardships and great persecution the kuffar initiated a series of conspiracies to prevent the spread of the prophet sallallahu uh, mission the wife of abu lahab who was abu sufyan's sister would gather thorns and scatter these in the path where the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would walk at night. Every kind of persecution was inflicted on the Messenger of Allah's two daughters who were married to the sons of Abu Lahab.
these marriages took place before Rasulullah commenced the propagation of Tawheed. Finally, Abu Lahab, uh, uh, he uh, compelled his sons Utbah and Utaybah to divorce the two daughters of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in order to increase him in distress. Uh, and this is a very dastardly thing to do that you harm uh, harm a, a man uh, in his family, especially in his daughters. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, keep and protect the daughters of the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam under his divine protection in this world and the hereafter. Abu Talib tried in every way to aid Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but being alone he could not do much. Furthermore, he had disassociated himself from this new religion. Once a large group of kuffar came to meet Abu Talib and demanded that he either bans Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Allah, from propagating his message, or he hands him over to them. Abu Talib was in a dilemma. He could not abandon the Prophet وسلم, who was entrusted to his care as the last bequest of his father Abdul Muttalib. Such a betrayal was in total conflict of his noble character. But at the same time he could not refuse the repeated demands of the kuffar uh, uh, and their deputations. He therefore called the Prophet وسلم, and implored that he abandon his mes- mission. However, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, responded with great conviction. And this is something important to understand because we have this—we uh, have a lot of, like, I guess, uh, a lack of clarity with regards to this uh, nowadays. That people say, "Oh, so and so person or such and such group ha- is our ally, and they've stood by us, and so we have to stand by them as well." So here is a a a, a close relative of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, who sacrificed a great deal personally in order to uh, 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 in order to protect the Prophet وسلم, for his enemies and if there was any ally to Islam from uh, outside of its fold uh, it would have been this Abu Talib that he was not a Muslim but he did more to protect the person of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, than many of his companions would uh, be able to do uh, in their lifetimes and definitely more than any of us could have done uh, and any of us uh, any of us would be uh, honored to do even a small fraction or percentage of what he did for Islam, for, for the Prophet وسلم, and therefore for Islam so this is an ally of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and he asked the Messenger of Allah وسلم, for the benefit of his physical and material safety to to compromise with regards to his message the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam responded with great conviction and firmness to this request he said oh my uncle if the kuffar were to put the sun in my one hand and the moon in my other uh, i shall not desist from my mission either allah uh, 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 majestic is his affair accomplishes, uh, accomplishes uh, the work of this deen through me or i will accept shahada i will accept uh, martyrdom in the path of allah the Messenger of Allah وسلم, had now understood his uncle's inability to protect him, uh, but there was no change in his confidence or composure. As the message of Rasulullah spread, so did the wrath of the kuffar of Mecca increase. They left no stone unturned in their persecution of any Muslim. 
on whom they managed to lay their hands. They would especially select the time of prayer to persecute the Messenger of Allah Once while he was performing the prayer, a group of kuffar loaded the intestines and tripe of a camel on his blessed back while he was in sajda. Uh, and a ba'ir, a, a fully grown male camel, is it's a big animal. I remember seeing them in Mauritania. It's like a dinosaur. I mean, it's just this very huge uh, animal, and you have to you have to show respect uh, in front of an animal of such great size and raw strength. So having its uh, tripe, its intestines and its stomach uh, thrown on you, it's not like ew, that's gross. It's literally uh, something that's that 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 if you get trapped underneath it, it could pin you down and you could suffocate. Uh, they loaded the intestines and tripe uh, on his back while he was in sajda. He was able uh, to rise only with great difficulty. They expressed their mirth and loud laughter when he could not lift his head, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And by the way, this was witnessed by Sayyidah Fatima, the daughter of the Messenger of Allah, the youngest daughter of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is a great calamity both for the Messenger of Allah and for 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 Sayyidah Fatima, radiallahu ta'ala anha. Uh, uh, along the road, they would strike him with stones and throw impurities at him. Uh, which is also uh, something unfortunate because the Jahili Arabs didn't seem to be people who uh, differentiated between clean and unclean uh, but it must have been something strange to them to see how the Messenger of Allah وسلم, did so with such meticulousness and uh, for them then to uh, bother him with this regard is, uh, is especially mean uh, and so it's important to note that he's the messenger of Allah. If anybody was, you know, deserved to have the help of Allah Taala without having to go through any hardship or difficulty, it would have been him. So it's something very strange that uh, people like us, uh, oftentimes, uh, we 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 wonder where is the help of Allah Taala, despite not having put in our own efforts to rectify ourselves. Uh, which is a prelude to the harms that other people will will inflict on us that we haven't even opened the door much less started the journey um, when we hear what the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through out of sheer humility uh, it should calm our our worries and lighten our burdens and uh, 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 make us more firm and steadfast in in, in the path of of, of, of serving the deen however it may be because not everyone is you know going to receive wahi in fact nobody's going to receive wahi after the prophet but sometimes your mission that islam has given you is just something as simple as raising your own children or uh, paying the bills for your family or uh, running the masjid properly or studying deen or studying whatever other uh, whatever other uh, you know field of study that Allah has sent you uh, to serve your family or your community through uh, uh, or other things you know just trying to get your 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 relatives to pray or or, or whatever that whatever difficulty you go through in that process uh, uh, it's not it's not something that you should feel like why me Rather, the one who was better than you went through it. And if Allah Ta'ala uh, 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 didn't love you, he wouldn't have made you walk down the same path, uh, which is the path that, that was walked by the one he loved, sallallahu alayhi wa
So we continue that they plotted to kill him and were always engaging in conspiracies against him. From the treatment which they meted out to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hardships could be gauged, uh, those hardships that they inflicted on his companions. In so far as the companions were concerned, uh, there was no impediment to prevent them, the kuffar, the kuffar in, in their harm of the Prophet Sayyidina Bilal, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, would be daily laid on his back on the burning sand at midday and pierced with thorns. A very heavy boulder would be placed on his chest. He could therefore not even move under the heavy rock while burning, uh, 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 while burning on the sand and pierced by thorns. A fire would be lit on all sides, so that he uh, 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 he may be uh, uh, he may he may perish slowly in such torturous circumstance. He was given the choice of renouncing faith or death under uh, extreme torture. When all of this torture was in vain, they shackled him with chains at night and took turns flogging him to create open wounds which would give him excruciating pain uh, the next day when they had to forego or undergo the routine of torturing him in the hot sun. But uh, from the tongue of the sincere devotee of Allah Ta'ala, nothing was heard except for Ahadun Ahad, uh, that Allah is one, Allah is one. Which interestingly enough, uh, when the days of difficulty and, and, and torture would pass was the very battle cry that the Muslims uh, and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum uh, took uh, on the, the field of battle when Allah Ta'ala would give them victory. Uh, only the person who has vision can see that victory in the torture. Otherwise, everybody else is like, oh, this is really difficult. We should give up. Only a person of vision uh, sees the, the, the victory wrapped up in, 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 in such a difficulty. Similar tortures were inflicted on Sayyidina Ammar bin Yasir and his father Yasir radiallahu anhumah. As a result of these tortures, uh, uh, Yasir radiallahu uh, anhu uh, died within a few days, uh, ad, as did Sumayya, the mother of Ammar bin Yasir. May Allah ta'ala be pleased with them. She was the first martyr in Islam and he followed his wife a few days afterward. Uh, Abu Jahl uh, murdered Sayyidina Ammar bin uh, uh, Yasir's mother in the worst way possible possible by piercing a spear into her uh, her uh, private parts neither could rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam nor anyone else do anything to aid these oppressed muslims it was a time of great patience in these few pages i've been unable to record uh, even in brief the sacrifices and extreme hardships that the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to bear in the propagation of deen this inability of mine applies to a greater degree in regard to the life stories of the numerous sahaba radiallahu anhum firstly the pen shudders secondly every sentence written will increase the volume of the book and i fear uh, that my respected brethren will not find the time to peruse such a bulky volume Furthermore, if the book's price becomes too high on account of its size, uh, everyone will not purchase it. Uh, it is not the good fortune of everyone to spend money for the sake of deen. Yes, everyone is, however, uh, 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 able to uh, purchase any number of cinema tickets. This is Hazrat Sheikh writing this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for uh, being like he described. When the persecution and hardship of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum exceeded all bounds. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa permitted them to migrate and seek refuge in another place. Many of them left to Habasha or Abyssinia. Uh, the king of Habasha 
whose title was Najashi the Negus and whose name was Ashima uh, granted them asylum uh, and protection. He, uh, they passed their days in comfort here. Uh, this was the first migration to Habasha which occurred in the Rajab of the fifth year of prophethood. The group consisted of 11 or 12 males and 4 or 5 females. The second group which departed for Abyssinia was uh, consisted of 83 males and 18 females. This is known as the second migration to Habasha. Out of sheer stupidity, the Kuffar of Mecca uh, attempted to extend their persecution of the Sahaba uh, 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 to Habasha as well. Uh, and this is also a great uh, uh, a great honor and nobility Allah Ta'ala has uh, uh, has placed in the uh, in the, the the land of the Horn of Africa, Somalia, Ethiopia, uh, uh, and and uh, uh, Allah Sayyidina Muhammad Eritrea, uh, this place which is very close to Yemen. Uh, but this, these were the lands in which the Sahaba radiAllahu anhum uh, sought refuge under a just king uh, who had accepted uh, the Deen of Allah Taala uh, at at the at the uh, uh, the calling of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Although he had to hide it from his, uh, he had to hide it from his people uh, because they wouldn't accept it with him. But uh, this was a refuge for the Sahaba radiAllahu anhum, and for that reason. Uh, that land of those people uh, have uh, an honor and, and uh, a greatness in the eyes and the hearts of everyone who believes and loves the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi and his companions. Inshallah, uh, we will uh, uh, continue, inshallah, with uh, the next installment tomorrow night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever difficulties we go through, Allah ta'ala, lighten them uh, uh, and, and make ease in them uh, through the remembrance of the, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Sultan Al-Awliya Wal-Anbiya Alayhi Wasallatu Wasallam and may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us through His love Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the ability to surmount the challenges uh, those challenges that are in front of us and those challenges which a normal human being uh, could never surmount but one who has the help of Allah Ta'ala uh, uh, nothing is difficult for them Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq inshallah to surmount those challenges by his uh, by his fadl and his karam wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in